Do you enjoy listening to multiplayer podcast content? Do you want to help support the show so we can continue to independently deliver two shows each week? Do you also want access to our exclusive Discord server so you can come game with us and make suggestions for future shows? Well, what are you waiting for? Head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com or click on the link in the podcast description to come join us on Patreon. We appreciate all of you for listening and subscribing. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, squadmates. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We release two episodes each week with our main show on Mondays, and then we have these shorter episodes on Thursdays where we like to cover recent news in gaming. This week is a big one, courtesy of Nintendo and Blizzard, and I am your host, Paul, and I am joined by my co-host, who might be a Rocket League champion? I'm not sure, because he was a little late joining me for the podcast because he was in a Rocket League tournament. Josh. It's this week in gaming! <laughs> Josh is excited. I feel like our, our Thursday show needed a, needed a squeal there. Uh, I am not a champion, Paul. It was, oh, uh, how far did you guys make we it? We made it to the semis in game three. So the funny thing was, I was just going to hop on with, uh, with our buddy Andy and play a few matches before recording. And as we both hopped on, I noticed that it said there was a tournament available, but it was the second chance tournament, which means that there was some guy that obviously lost that was going to be our teammate and we were in the loser brackets. And right. so we were like, let's just join. And then we went on a tear. And made it all the way to the semifinals of the entire tournament with this, this dude. This guy was terrible, man. I don't like to talk down on people's Rocket League skills, but our third was bad. Uh, but yeah, so I felt bad though because <laughs> as we kept doing better and better, we made it. And then when you get into the semis, it's a best of three. And then that's when I was like, uh, Paul, I'm going to be late <laughs> to, the, to the podcast, <laughs> man. Sorry. I could tell I was getting the really hastily typed messages because it was like littered with typos. It was like, eat of three tournament, I'll be late. And I was like, okay, I think that means best that was, of three and he'll be here soon. That was the, the eat of three was, uh, I was about, I was the kickoff guy. And so I had to just oh, yeah. not like fix the, uh, the error there. So I'm glad that, you know, you knew what I meant there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so this is a big week for gaming because we had two huge events here within the last week. We had Nintendo Direct and BlizzCon. Wait, you gotta say it. You gotta say it right. Gotta say what? BlizzCon Online. (laughs) BlizzCon Online. I'm just gonna go ahead and call it BlizzCon. All right, <laughs> but uh, they had you know lots of announcements here between the two companies, you know, two of the biggest gaming developers and publishers in the world. And so we'll talk a little bit about some of their announcements that we found interesting. And then if we have a little bit of time left over, we do have a couple other stories that we'd like to talk about if time remains. So to kick things off, let's let's start with Nintendo Direct because they were the earlier event. And I feel like maybe we have a little bit less to talk about, but I think the thing you and I are probably the most excited about was an announcement that started off with, the fairway is open once again, tee off on the latest installment of the Mario Golf series coming to the Nintendo Switch. Josh, we have Mario Golf Super Rush coming out soon. Dude, Mario Golf is one of my favorite sports games ever. 
like ever. <laughs> and I know there's going to be people that are like, what? And I love Mario Golf. Like so much so that we have tried like Mario Tennis and we were like, yeah, we didn't really get into Mario Tennis. I, I you know, all of the Wii sports games, Mario Kart. I don't know. Do we qualify Mario Kart as a sports game? Like racing is a sport? I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I think it is, but I, I get what you mean. You're talking about a more traditional, straight up sport. Right. So what is it about Mario Golf that really appeals to you? Because I have heard you go bananas talking about Mario Golf in the past. I have no idea why. Honestly, there's not really... I like the trick shots. I like, like, it's been a long time since, what was it, Mario Golf 64? When What was the last actual really good Mario Golf? I don't even know how many there have been. I know yeah. I played a lot for the one on 64, and I don't even know how many others came out. Yeah, well, not the one on the Virtual Boy that we would torture people <laughs> with, but I believe, I think it was the 64. Um, I, I, it's just, it's, it's user friendly, but there is a, there's a, a decent bit of skill involved in it. I like that you have the different characters that have like the different, you know, Peach might have really good, like slice ability, but you know, Waluigi's got a, a huge drive, you know, or something like that. So you can kind of find the character that fits your style. And then there's like the, like the power up shots. Like you've got the, you know, I think in this one, they touted the ice shot where you could like freeze the ball where it landed or something. But in the old ones, you had like the fireball shot that would carry it like another 30 yards on your drive if you did it just right. There's just, it's an arcadey type golf, which there's not very many of those. Like, it seems like all the golf games in the last like five or six years have all been like simulation golf. Right. And I much like, more serious. Right. And I like that like arcadey like golf game. This Mario Golf does have some crazy things in the trailer. Uh, did you see this part about speed golf? I did not see the speed golf part. That that was like, but I know it's called like Mario Golf Rush or what was it called? Rush something? I can't even think of the title. So <laughs> the idea behind it is that everyone tees off at the exact same time. So you see everyone teeing off with like vertical lines and you see all the players Everyone swings at once, and then you start running and racing each other on the golf course <laughs> using just- abilities <laughs> and, like, finding a star, and now you're running faster than everyone, and you run as quick as you can, get to your ball, and hit it again, and so it's trying to combine this, like, street uh, foot race along with golf, and I found it to just be utterly hysterical and not exactly what I'm looking for in a golf game, but it is one of the modes that they're giving you. That's a little weird. I'm not sure how much that mode will catch on. It's like the Happy Gilmore of golf or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we're making this more competitive. Oh, it's so silly. And they also really touted the idea that it's coming with a story mode. And again, I kind of felt like, I don't no. know who really cares about a Nobody story mode. Nobody cares about that. It's just, the problem yeah. is you can't just say, hey, it's Mario Golf, play some golf, play 18. Like, they have to throw in other stuff. Yeah. But, like, nobody's going to play any of that, you know? I, I don't know. But it is online, which the old Mario Golf was not. So it will actually have online multiplayer, which is really cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's one of those games that I love playing. I... I am more of a fan of the arcade golf. Like we did play a lot of the, you know, the PGA tour and you know, you're right. It's very soothing, 
you know, you've got the announcer that's like, and Paul is yeah. up to putt. If he makes this, he'll make a birdie. You know, this is a par three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, the birds are tweeting and stuff, and you're like, ah, until you miss like a four foot putt, and then you just like, yeah. ah, like screaming, and then all your friends are laughing at you, and yeah. I didn't break my club. I was testing its durability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got Mario Golf coming out. That one's coming out in June. So I think this is one that we'll probably all pick up, those of us who have a Switch. Although I do worry it's going to wear off quickly. I could see this being like a flash in the pan where we play for a week or two and then grow tired of it, which is exactly what happened with Mario Tennis. But I'm very open to the idea of it. All right. And then we also had... Maybe maybe the news is the lack of news for this one here. I feel like the thing I heard about the most about Nintendo Direct was just simply the fact that there was no news about Breath of the Wild 2. How do you... I mean, it's the game that everybody wants a, a snippet of, or, you know, give me, give me a tidbit, man. Give me an appetizer. Give me something. You know, even if it's just Link, like, going, hey, yes, we're still working on it. Breath of the Wild 2, woo! You know, like, give me something. But they were just like, yeah, we'll we'll have news on that later this summer. And it's yeah. like, what, are they going to delay it? Are they going to, like, jump on the delay it bandwagon and be like, hey, it's not ready yet? Like, I don't know. Well, it kind of made me laugh because I did not watch the Nintendo Direct stuff live. And I started just Google searching for Breath of the Wild 2. And Google pre-filled with, is it canceled? Oh. And it was because... <laughs> People were posting saying, did Nintendo cancel it? Because it wasn't a part of Nintendo Direct. And of course, it's like, no, no, of course, Breath of the Wild 2 will eventually release. There just was not any information here. But good news, Josh, you can get a a remaster of Skyward Sword, which came out on the Wii. Okay, I'm we're going to talk about another remaster later. And so I'm going to sound like the crotchety old man when we talk about (laughs) that one, too. Stop with the remasters. Like, honestly, just quit being lazy game developers and remastering everything. Like, I don't even remember Skyward Sword. I, I play, I've played every Zelda game out there. Twilight Princess, I hated. I didn't even finish that one. Skyward Sword, I, apparently I don't remember very much about it, so it couldn't <laughs> have been that great. And that's like, that's the one they picked to remaster? Like, come on, man. What's funny is Skyward Sword passed over me. I never played it on the Wii. I loved The Wind Waker, and I played that on GameCube, and I also bought the remaster for The Wind Waker on Wii U, and then just somehow in the middle, I, I totally missed the the Zeldas that were out on the Wii. But I don't mind the remasters so much. If it's a fun game from the past, I am all for getting it now. I've bought basically all of the Mario remasters. My issue is that this game is going to be $60. And if you're going to be playing a game that is, I don't even know how old at this point, like 15 years old or something, I don't think you should have to pay $60 for a remaster. Just, it's a money grab. It's honestly a money grab. Make it 20 bucks. You know, they're, they'll make plenty of money off of that still, but all you're doing is updating textures. Like, they're not changing the gameplay as much as they want to. Every remaster has, like, the remaster trailer where it's like, oh, 4K graphics, updated <laughs> right. sound, uh, you know, longer end roll credits, like, whatever. You know, it's just like <laughs> they, they tout all this stuff, and it's like, dude, it's the same game. Like, if you're lucky with Nintendo, which honestly you're not, is you might get better graphics. But as we've seen, like, 
most of the remasters, at least the Mario ones, the graphics aren't even better. Yeah, especially when it's already kind of a cartoony style. It, you only get so much of a benefit with them upscaling it to today's right. displays. So I kind of feel like the Nintendo Direct was a little underwhelming, although I do know we're excited for Mario Golf. And then we can move on and talk a little bit about BlizzCon. I feel like we might have a little bit more thoughts about this. So Blizzard had a lot of announcements about a lot of games, but I think the center of what we would care about most is Overwatch 2. Oh, buddy. See, not a remaster. A it's sequel. Actual, a new game. A sequel. This is how, <laughs> this is how you develop games, man. And they had like a, a 38 minute demo of this game. And it was just, if, if that doesn't get you hyped up, man, about Overwatch 2, I don't know what will. And what's really kind of funny about it is even though they talked about all of these different, like new mechanics and gunplay and sound and heroes, and PVE content and all this stuff. Like, I still don't know what this game is going to (laughs) be. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like they talk about all this stuff that they're improving. And yet they didn't show like a mission. They didn't, they showed little snippets, like little, you know, five second snippets in the background. And they showed some cool new abilities, but like, I still don't have a clue how Overwatch 2 like PVE is going to work. Yeah, they they talked about a lot of things in more general vague terms. I think they still want to hold some of those things uh, uh you know under secret wraps for now, which I understand. I will say that in the things that they did show, there are a lot of I would call them like more atmospheric updates to the current Overwatch that I thought were very clever and very neat ways to make the game much more immersive. So like, for example, they showed a couple of things where, for example, the time of day might change on the level. So if you play a level during the day or play it at night, it gives it a completely different feel because if you're playing a desert mission at night, it's going to be completely pitch black. Or if you play one of the city missions at night, you're going to have more of the neon lights and and things of that nature. And then there were also some updates to weather mechanics. And I thought that those things will make the current Overwatch maps much more interesting to play. I think they'll be fresh for sure. I, I was... I I thought the audio that they were doing was really neat. They said that they were updating the audio for almost everything in the game. And they gave an example of like reverb. And so like if you're in a small little tunnel, like on Route 66, it's going to echo like your gunfire is going to echo in that tunnel where if you're out in the open, it's going to it's not going to have the same sound. And so that it's those little touches in Overwatch that really you don't notice but make the game so amazing. You know, it's like, I don't know if you ever like just run around and jump with your character, but when you jump and you see like their gun kind of jiggles and, and you know, their hands move and stuff like like there's a realism there that is really good. And it's what really puts the bow like on overwatch. And they're, they're taking that to the next level, which is going to be one of those things. Like, I don't think a lot of people are going to instantly go, wow, I appreciate this, but I think it's going to make it, seem like it's at that next level right so these are updates that are not really anything revolutionary but it is minor updates to the current overwatch stuff that will improve it you see how they update the gunshots 
where they went out with mics and recorded those guns being shot on location and recorded it. That way they could replicate them in the game. And we've already seen that in other games, like when we covered Black Ops Cold War. Mm -hmm. We talked about how the gunshots are different when you're in tunnels versus out in the open terrain. So Overwatch 2 is not the first company to do this. But the fact that they are giving us that kind of an update for even the old content is very neat. Uh, One last little atmospheric thing that they added is when you fire an automatic weapon like Soldier's Assault Rifle, instead of it just having a little bit of recoil, it actually shakes your entire screen. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so it's almost like if you're firing that full auto gun and you're trying to control it and it's vibrating through your body, it's going to shake everything a little bit. And I thought that that looked much more true to a real life experience of firing that kind of gun. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's one of those little things that they had to kind of show you side by side. And when you see like the old way and then they show you the new way and you see it, then you're like, oh, like, dude, that's super cool. But it's again, it's one of those things like I don't think you'd pick out right away. I think you'd just be playing and go like, dude, this feels so good. Like something something is great and I don't know what it is. And it's that, it's like, it's those visuals. It's that, like you said, that vibration from shooting the gun or something like that. Um, I, I mean, kudos to them. Of course, everybody wants to know, like, what's the PVE content? Because let's be honest, historically, the Overwatch PVE content has kind of sucked. Oh, absolutely. And I, I always enjoy Junkenstein's Revenge, but the rest of the PVE content has been rather lackluster, in my opinion. But in watching that full 38-minute video, it did really strike me that they even kind of acknowledged that. Like, they even kind of said, when we played certain modes, it felt like it was just a grind. The enemy mobs didn't really feel all that dangerous, and we we realized we needed to do something different. So I think that they are very self-aware of that. They even mentioned multiple times in the video, you know, here's some of the critique that we got, and you guys were right. And so here's what we're doing to try to make that better. So they did talk about some of the PvE stuff in more general terms. They did talk about the fact that there are going to be hundreds of missions Good for them, man. That when they said yeah. that was the thing, they were talking about it and they said, look, we get, we don't want this to feel like a grind. We want this to be something that you can hop on with your friends and play every night. And that's when I went, okay, cool. They kind of get it. And then they were like, so we need to have a lot of missions. And then I went, okay, sure. <laughs> like, what are you talking? Like eight, 10? Like how? And then they were like, like hundreds of missions. And that's when I was Plural like, yeah, <laughs> you guys are getting it now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the Overwatch team. I feel like they've always kind of understood what people are looking for, and, and they usually deliver on things pretty well. Even the fact that Jeff went on to say, you know what? Maybe two control point game mode doesn't exist in Overwatch 2. Yeah. And those are the maps that everyone complains about. Yeah. And he even later fully confirmed it will not be in comp. It probably will not be in quick play. It'll be available in the arcade and certainly when you create your own game matches, but the fact that they're even getting away with the two CP maps in general really shows that they understand where the game excels and where it doesn't. I, it, there's not a developer that I trust more, to be honest with you, than like the Overwatch team. Like That game is so good. The balance changes that they've done in that, they've it's got to be hard to not like listen to people whining about balance and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong, like the whole like goats meta and brig, that was kind of a disaster. 
you know, for a while, but they fixed it and it, it took a little while, but it's like, it's one of those things where they're like, look, we can't just swing like a bat. We have to like make these small little changes and they're very smart with it. And so I'm very interested to see like what this PVE content is going to be, because I don't know if you noticed, but there's like three skill trees per character. Yeah. And, and there's like, I mean, if I had to guess 30 different skills in each tree. Yeah. It looks like there were, Three trees, and each tree had seven layers. Right. But so the fact that you get in to each play, layer. yeah. So the fact that you get to customize and trick out your character the way you want to do them is a very cool idea. So th- this stuff is still in flux. Nothing is set yet for Overwatch Two. But as an example, they do talk about bringing back Mercy's area effect res. And so maybe you can put in an ability to res more than one person at a time. They said, give Junkrat dual wield <sighs> grenade launchers, that, which that made really me, made me, me laugh. Excited. <laughs> let me, let me just rapid fire two grenade launchers. I would love it. And, uh, even Ryan, who is, you know, the guy I play the most, they talked about giving him two fire strikes instead of one and being able to cancel his charge. You know, how many times have I missed my target and just wish I could cancel it? try to get back or try to intentionally push someone off a ledge and then cancel my charge. So they die and I don't. Yeah. So that that's all very, very exciting that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. My biggest, my, my hopes for this are difficult content and they did actually mention that it has to be challenging. So I thought that was good that they just at least mentioned it. Um, I'd love it if they had like raid type bosses, like to me, that would be the pinnacle of like PVE content is you actually have to strategize with your team. You have to coordinate, you know, that kind of stuff. I thought, like, give me that. That would be really fun. And then they even they even touched on it, too, is they've got, like, dozens of Null Sector, like, enemies now versus, like, the three or four they had in the, the Overwatch PvE content, which is, again, right. boring and kind of rehashed stuff and stuff like that, too. So... Um, I, I, I'm really excited. It just sucks because they've even said like, hey, this is not coming out in 2021. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm guessing 2022, but 2022 could be like holiday 2022 because that's, that's yeah. like two years away, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, Yeah, but you know, it, it, they did say they're already at a point where they can have a night of playing Overwatch 2 and it's a ton of fun. They just want it to be perfectly polished and... You know, that's how they like to release content and and good for them. You know, Overwatch is still a ton of fun to play. You don't even need Overwatch 2 at this point, but I'll be ecstatic once it finally comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the only other thing I wanted to touch on from BlizzCon, I I don't have a whole lot of strong feelings, but there were some updates about Diablo. And for Diablo 4, we got a little bit of a trailer for the Rogue class. And Rogue is something that you could play back in Diablo 1, and and they're bringing the Rogue back. And did you have any real specific thoughts about the Rogue class in Diablo? So, I I have a quick confession. Is, you know, you would think that as a video game professional that we would know these things. But I had to actually Google, is Diablo 4 Diablo Immortal? (laughs) (laughs) Because I had not heard any news, right? And I remember when they announced Diablo Immortal, and you know my thoughts on mobile gaming, I just went, oh, like, come on, man. Don't make a stupid Diablo mobile game. Like, give me Diablo 4. 
Right. And then I didn't hear anything. And then it was like, well, Diablo 4, the rogue class. And then I was like, okay, I feel kind of dumb. So I'm not going to say anything to anybody. But I was like, <laughs> click, click, click. I was like, Google, is Diablo 4 Diablo Immortal? <laughs> and it said no. And, and <laughs> it, it actually didn't say anything. It was more people <laughs> asking the question. But I did eventually figure out that Diablo 4 is not Diablo Immortal. And then I got real happy again. Um, I, I mean, I thought it looked good. The graphics have been updated. I mean, they're current gen graphics. Everything looks crisp and clear. It had a good like Diablo vibe to it. There, they kind of showed a lot for the rogue, like towards that snippet towards the end where she was actually fighting, you right. know, in game. And I was like, dude, it like she had like I feel like eight different skills that she popped off like in different ways and combos and stuff. And I thought it looked really like modern, I guess, for Diablo. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you and I are both huge Diablo fans. I think you and I both feel similarly in that we love them when they come out and we play them a ton, but then eventually we kind of grow tired of it and then we don't really want to go back to those worlds. So Diablo 3, we have not really played very much at all since when it first released. So I can't wait for Diablo 4 to come out. I think we'll kind of crack out on it for about a month and then I kind of think we'll probably drop it at that point. It's just so, there's nothing revolutionary about it. It's been done so many times. You know, what is it? Uh, Torchlight, Diablo, Path of Titans. Uh, you know, there's so many just knockoffs of this dungeon crawler type. I don't know. Hack and slash dungeon crawler. What's the what's the yeah. actual genre called? Hack and slash. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I love them. They're mindless fun and they're a good time. But it's like you said, like eventually you just kind of go, okay, that was a lot of fun, but I'm tired of this gameplay now. Yeah. So the other big Diablo news is that they're coming out with Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is another oh. remaster. Oh. Uh, do you remember <laughs> recue josh's comments from 10 minutes ago and play them again yeah you know yeah quit making remasters <laughs> and, and and they're not even remakes they're just remasters so it's a fancy coat of paint so you're still going to get the same old game pretty much warts and all they did say that they're putting in a couple quality of life updates like a shared chest that way you can quickly move gear between characters and if you run over gold you'll auto pick it up instead Extra of having long to click it credit and rolls like it's just again <laughs> yeah. shared chests <laughs> gold pickup <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is, yeah, this is what we're being sold on. So I loved Diablo 2. I think it's probably the best oh, hack and slash is. game ever. I don't, I don't think I really want to go back to it again, but for those of you out there who did love it, you'll be able to go back to Diablo 2. It is a fantastic game. You know, and this, okay, I'll say this. If they released it for 10 bucks, I'd buy it just for the updated graphics and to play it again for $10. Fine. Take my money, but I don't know how much yeah. it's going to be. $40 probably. You know, I don't think they've... It's just... Stop with the remasters, man. It's just going to be like this through the end of time. You and I are going to be 85 years old in some nursing home, and they're going to be coming out with the Mass Effect Super Legendary Edition <laughs> updated to 4,000K you know, monitors, and, and we'll probably be playing it. So this is just the new thing, right? Like, we've had Command & Conquer remastered, Warcraft 3 reforged, and this is just the easiest way to make money. Just capitalize on the old games, re-release it. I'm not opposed to it, just price it accurately is is the only thing I would say. I don't, I'm opposed to it, man. I, use, I know they're not... I know it doesn't take much development 
power. I know you can probably just put a team of artists on it to update the textures and stuff like that, but it's just as gamers, I feel like we should know better. You know, if nobody bought a remaster, then they'd go, oh, okay, like this way. It's kind of like loot boxes, right? Like if nobody spent money on loot boxes, then that microtransactions wouldn't really be a thing because they'd go, well, we tried it, it failed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gotta, gotta talk with your money, right? Right. So I know we're going a little bit long here today, but I kind of feel like we have to touch on one last piece of news. Josh, all I have to say is Mortal Kombat. Oh, dude. Did Anytime you watch this trailer? I watched the Red Band trailer. So <laughs> it, for our younger listeners, don't watch the Red Band trailer. But Cover your ears. Yes. <laughs> As I'm we gonna, talk about it. I'm going to tell you something, Paul. I love the Mortal Kombat movies. As cheesy as they are, I saw uh-huh. the original Mortal Kombat in the movie theaters way back in the day. That's how excited I was. Like on opening night, I went with a bunch of friends and I thought it was phenomenal. I love these like cheesy, you know exactly what they are. Like they're not trying to be some crazy plot. It is just like, dude, I want to see super cool fights, super cool like characters, effects, special moves, you know, fatalities and all that goodness. I love it's like a guilty pleasure, man. And so this trailer looked great, and I am gonna go see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I did not think the trailer looked great. This is not exactly my cup of tea, but I will say if you're gonna make a Mortal Kombat movie, the originals are PG 13, which is weird because you're talking about the first video games basically that were rated (laughs) R, and they were definitely neutered for the movies in order to bring in a bigger audience. They're not holding back on this Mortal Kombat. No, These movies are very bloody and gory. Super violent. Like they went all out and said, "Hey, like I guess the popularity of Mortal Kombat was it 11, 10? I forget the one that just came. I haven't played a fighting game on my PC in forever. But that Mortal Kombat, they like they went all out on the fatalities and the movie is just following along with that." Like, yeah. I'm excited. I, I will man. say the the original movies had great theme songs. Oh, absolutely, dude! I can Loved still those. sing like the Mortal Kombat. I pull it up every now and then, like, and just oh, play yeah. it through my house, like, because my <laughs> kids are like, "What is this?" And it's just like I'm downstairs, like, dance fighting, you know, and doing all this stuff, and you know, get over here. And my kids are like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, yeah, he's not lost understanding it, how man. big techno was right. in 1995. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the original movies a fair amount. The the newer one, um, it'll be on HBO Max, which I have, so I'll be able just to dial it up and watch it for free when Going it releases. Theater, I'll, I'll check it out, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. That that's one of those ones I want to see in the theater. I like how Sub Zero, like they've done a good job with the characters too. Like Jax, like I don't. It, they like you know people wonder like how did Jax get his arms right? And the then, robotic <laughs> arms. <laughs> dude ripping his arms off oh they show oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) there there are some pretty interesting things it it very much comes across like a superhero movie where all of them are using their powers you know sub-zero cuts one guy and then the blood spurts out and he freezes the blood into a (laughs) dagger and then stabs him with it and i'm just like i could i could picture josh loving this movie so i'm not surprised to hear it yes uh it was it was kind of clever how they decided to use some of their powers so if you haven't seen that trailer 
It is a red band trailer. Don't watch it with any kids around, yeah. but you can go dial that up on YouTube. All right. Well, that's all the news that we have here for you guys uh, here today. So thanks for joining us. We would like to ask you to help support the show by leaving us a review, subscribing to the podcast, and then also come visit us at MultiplayerSquad.com. That is a link to our Patreon page where you can choose to help support the show and keep us running with two episodes every week. Again, that's MultiplayerSquad.com. You can also come check out some of our new video content that Todd has been working on. You can find us on YouTube at Multiplayer Podcast, along with all social media at Multiplayer Pod. And then we will be back with another episode on Monday, where we will finally be covering Valheim. Oh, I'm excited. I feel like we've been prepping for this for weeks, and that'll finally be here. Has it felt like it's been like a month? I'm like, dude, I'm really pumped to release the Valheim episode. Like, And then I'm like, wait... Man, it still it hasn't seems been like out that long. Yeah, I know it hasn't, but <laughs> it's just like I'm excited to like get it out there to people's ears. I am too. And Todd will be back with us for that episode. So we'll have all three of us here on Monday for Valheim. And we will see you guys then. And then we have these shorter episodes on Thursdays where we cover recent gaming in news recent news in gaming let's 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 try that again <laughs> this is <laughs> recent gaming and news there you go